0: podcast you're about to listen to is the second half of our bi-weekly podcast where we are interviewing the Reverend Shea Champ Carell. We talk a little bit about the news, but the first half of this got completely obliterated. The audio got destroyed. We don't have it anymore. So if it sounds like you're coming in in the middle of the conversation, you are, but we're going to start talking about movies and then talk to Reverend Shea about being a parent of a gamer. I hope you enjoy this podcast and we apologize for the technical difficulties and for losing out on the first half of this podcast. Hope you enjoy this episode. As
1: everybody knows, the movie business has been shut down thanks to the pandemic, and it's finally back, or at least it's trying. We'll see how long it lasts, but this weekend, Tenet is released, which is going to theaters. They are not doing video on demand, while Mulan is coming out next week, but it is going video on demand route with a caveat. You have to be a subscriber to Disney, and you have to drop $30 to watch it, so You guys, what is your thoughts right now on the whole debate of video on demand in the pandemic versus theater on, you know, using a theater still and how much would, you know, you guys have a family. See me. It's like, if I drop 30 bucks, it's for me to watch Mulan by myself, (laughs) David, you drop 30 bucks for Mulan. You got four people watching it, which is probably the same. You'd be dropping at a movie theater. So maybe it's not that bad. What is your guys' take on, what is happening in the movie biz right now with the video on demand versus theater option?
2: Did you guys ever see Outbreak?
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: That was my first thought. Oh. Like, uh, you know, that's my thought about movie theaters right now.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever saw that.
2: I'll have to. Oh, David. Ebola badness. Okay.
0: It's.
1: It's it's pandemic movie watching, like, must. Like, my wife did it the first week, like, we were in lockdown. I was like, stop.
2: I watched stop Turn it off. (laughs)
1: Turn it off because she started, just the wheels started turning in her head. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this is us. We're all going to die. Everyone's going to, it's horrible. Um, But, yeah, so what is your guys' thought? Do you think $30 is too steep? Are you guys thinking about doing it for Mulan for your families?
2: Yes, I probably will and i also hate that i'm gonna spend 30 dollars to watch a movie for 24 hours uh luckily we've already dove into disney plus for hamilton so you know that's a bonus but <laughs> no if i could buy it for 30 dollars on disney plus that would be a no-brainer but the fact that we're do we know if it's gonna be 24 hours or
1: uh, let me double check. David, what what are your thoughts on this? And I'll look it up. Um.
0: Yeah, so I was I was trying to look that up. Um, I mean, so, you know, we've done this a couple of times already during the pandemic. Um, so we spent, I think it was $20 uh, through Google Play uh, to be able to purchase Onward when it came out, you know, Disney Pixar movie. Um, granted, you know, I think in it, we're living in that weird in-between space where, you know, on the one hand, I purchased it right? Technically, I don't own a physical copy. I only own a digital copy. Not that I'm necessarily going to go back now and pull that digital copy up to watch it because it's also available on uh, Disney plus, which I have access to. So, you know, where you watch your media, I think purchase versus, you know, rent is a big deal Uh, for me. 30 bucks is it's really on the fence. I mean, for 20 and to buy it, I think was a little bit easier to swallow. For me, thirty—you know—the difference. Normally, I would go and I would spend thirty bucks at a theater, right? Probably easily, you know. That's just what popcorn costs.
2: Um, Fifty. For but a of four.
0: yeah, for a family of four, I mean, we're we're out in the western slope here, so it's a little cheaper. But right. um, but we're probably looking at forty-five bucks, right, for the for the the four of us. Um, but for that forty-five dollars, I have a nice, comfy chair. I have a really good quality sound system. I have a really good image, the size of the image, uh, when it comes to your, um, your viewing angle and what's, what's the word I'm looking for. The,
2: uh, Experience. the percentage your, your, of
0: your field of vision, your
1: field of view, your field right, of vision is far uh,
0: bigger on a movie theater, unless you've got a really big TV and you sit extremely close, right? Most of us don't have a TV, <laughs> Hey, Russ, I'm even going to bet. I'm going to have to do the math on this later. I'm even willing to bet that your TV is not field of vision wise bigger than Damn what it. you would experience in a movie. Are you okay, forgetting my movie theater I room? Your projector. Okay, <laughs> don't talk about the projector. Most people's TVs, all right, yeah, are not to the point where you're going to get a better experience with your television than you would in the movie theater. Um, you know, and you're not you're not paying anybody for their brick and mortar space. You're not paying anybody for their employment. So, you know, in some ways I feel like you're also making a vote with your dollars that you don't value movie theaters by spending this $30 on Mulan. Um, and in some ways, right back to the, the social justice piece, uh, this was another place where, uh, the main actress in Mulan, I don't remember her name. Um, came out in support of the Chinese government back with the whole free Beijing thing That's right and there was a lot of pushback on that uh, which is I think another reason that they decided to delay the release of this was just like let's let the news cool down so that people will actually give us their money um, so so all that being said I don't know if I'm gonna spend thirty dollars or not probably not I, I'll probably wait for I Disney will give
1: this. you so my little bit of a take on this oh by the way I did look it up so it's an in-between. It's not a rental. It's also not a purchase. <laughs> you just get access to the movie as long as you're a subscriber to Disney Plus. Oh, so
2: kind of like a purchase, for all. but
1: but <laughs> eventually it will be free on Disney Plus because okay. you know you're you're paying thirty dollars to get early access to the movie and be able to watch it as long as you have Disney Plus, just like you would if it comes out in three four months. Um, so it's the 30 bucks to be able to watch it next week. The reason why I think a lot of people will do it is because there's just nothing to watch right now. We are getting to that point where things are dropping off and we are going to be in a lot of trouble when it comes to media, um, because a lot of movie production has, has, halted TV shows have halted. So we're going to be in that lull now. Okay. On my side, and here's a- where the tenant aspect of it comes in real quick, David, um, Christopher Nolan loves movie theaters. He is one of the biggest supporters of movie theaters, which is why he has refused. He has said, you will not put my movie on video on demand. And it's not because I want the money. It's because my movie is supposed to be experienced in a movie theater atmosphere that you just described with amazing sound, an amazing picture. And I will say his movies are my favorite things to watch in my my movie room at the house um, because it is. It's some of the best audio mixing some of the best picture. He's the first uh, director to start using an IMAX camera regularly. Um, the guy cares about production value and what it looks like. And so to him, to guys like Quentin Tarantino, to these hardcore movie directors that love cinema, they're they they going to be sad if this ends movies. And I think that's what they're fighting right now is, do we end the idea of a normal movie theater and valuing that versus being able to watch it from home?
2: Yeah, and I will I, say that, Oh, there's something very exciting still in me. I get that tingle when I'm watching a Disney movie in the theater and the Disney scene comes up. Um, And Pixar, I love seeing those movies in the theater. And I cannot wait for this pandemic to be over so I can do that again.
0: Yeah, I think there's something
2: to be said.
0: I think there's something to be said for the required attention in that time and space that, you know, rather than, you know, doing what we're doing with TV and stuff right now. uh, And I would say rather than doing like you do with, with no, you're fine. Um,
2: you're fine. If you
0: need to, if you need to mute yourself for a second, you can do that too. Um, but rather than doing like what you're doing with the, uh, you know, the TV and, and movies. And I would even say worship, right. Where we're worshiping in this way, you know, like, yeah, you're, you've got your phone and you're doing worship, but like, you're not really worshiping. Right. And I would say the same thing is true with when you're, I mean, it depends, right. Everybody's different, but I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm going to say,
2: A whole other yes. but,
0: but I'm going to say the experience is not going to be as um, visceral as whole body it's certainly not an embodied experience as much, um, as being there in person. And I think then, you know, talking about the quality, right. Especially the question is, uh, and this was always a question back when I was doing film stuff was what is the medium I'm trying to shoot for, right? If I'm shooting something that I know is going to be on your phone, right. Little tiny, uh, head nod to Quibi, at least, even though their stuff's kind of weird. Um, and the idea of a 10 minute TV show is still weird. But, you know, they said, we know people might take their phone and watch it in portrait mode or they might take it and watch it in landscape mode and you can watch it in both. That was kind of neat. Um, Christopher Nolan says, I'm going to shoot this thing in 70 millimeter IMAX, um, which just for a quick reference, for those of you that don't know, you know, a 70 millimeter IMAX film frame is compared to compared to a normal 35 millimeter film camera. That's like a business card is compared to a sheet of paper. Um that you just cannot even compare the quality. Um, I had a buddy of mine that actually used to work for uh, the Howard Hughes center uh, IMAX uh, display team, which is where they often would film or they would go watch dailies of their film that they were shooting in IMAX at the Howard Hughes center out in Los Angeles. He was the IMAX um, projectionist. Well then they, they took that whole thing and went to IMAX digital. um, But Cinemark actually hired him on, to continue doing IMAX projection in select theaters just to go show IMAX film versions of Christopher Nolan's, um, the, the space movie with the upside down mountains
1: interstellar
0: interstellar. So he went and so did that good. Did the same thing, I think for Dunkirk. Um, yeah, I went awful. to the only theater I could find that showed Dunkirk in actual film and Holy flipping cow. What an experience. Um, David, so,
1: have you, have- so I got to see um, The Hateful Eight with Tarantino. Okay. He did, uh, what, 30? What's the original, like, film quality? He did that, um, and it was only available one theater in Denver, and that was the Regal Cinemas off 69. of uh, Hamden, uh, 285 and I-25. And so me and my best friend, who's a, a movie buff as well, we went and we saw it in that, and the experience was insane. They threw in a, an intermission in the middle, like old school, okay. where you got to go out and into the lobby. And it was unbelievable to get to experience that in person. I, I will never forget that one.
0: In Ultra Panavision 70. It was a That's 70 millimeter it. film. And, uh, but it's, it's an anamorphic lens. So it takes your 70 millimeter film and then stretches it. We could be here all day talking film format. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, I think it is a question, right? Where are we voting with our dollars? for what type of experience are we having? And it will continue to be a question once we're past this pandemic of how and where we're willing to spend our money. And I think it's a place we've already been, you know, two years ago we were already seeing less and less things in the theaters, which forced people who are producing media to produce better and better things for theaters. Um, The other thing I think will be very interesting about all of this is to say, Uh, Will there be more emerging film markets uh, or film production markets in places like New Zealand and Australia that are a little bit more isolated, but where New Zealand now is going, well, we haven't had COVID here for a long time, right? New Zealand could probably just say, hey, we're going to keep quarantining our whole island or islands. And, you know, we're just going to, we're going to start producing media. And all of a sudden we're all, we're all watching New Zealand movies. Um, Yeah.
2: You know, and, and the idea of an American
0: Hollywood, which has already been going away, just continues to to dissolve a little bit further.
1: Well. So my, my last little piece on this, we'll, we'll move on out of this. We'll move to the discussion because we're already, we're going, we're going, going. on. Um, it's
0: not as long as there's spoiler uh, cast, but we're getting there.
1: <laughs> well, you're covering a, a 25-hour game. I think we should have expected it to have been that long. Um, the other big news in movies is, of course, the one I'm super excited about because, again, you know, nostalgia, and it's actually doing pretty well. Uh, but Bill and Ted uh, also face the music comes out this upcoming week. I am so excited and just so everybody knows right this moment it is sitting at 66% on metacritic. Now that may sound terrible but when you think about dumb stupid comedies never review well with critics because it's not filmy enough and it's not sophisticated. Exactly. It's not sophisticated enough and they want to like trash it because it's not art. Well, guess what? 66% for Bill and Ted makes me extremely happy because I was thinking maybe 40, 50% I'd be happy.
0: 7.5 on IMDb and an Ooh, 80% oh, oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. That I mean, means good things.
2: That's I can't wait to see it from a feminist perspective that they're going, that it's about their daughters. Yeah. And I'm just really excited about that. It's like Kevin Smith was his, with his daughter. You see all these nerd guys that are really stepping up for their girls, which I like.
1: Yeah i mean it's yeah. it's it's i think it's just at the right time they released it the right time they realized you know let's get this out there let's get it out there make people happy and um you know i think it will do really well on on demand um it's only releasing in a few select theaters that are open um but it's going to be on on demand so i think i'm going to be watching it from home uh, that's probably not a movie you'd have to see in a theater it's not the same experience tenet I want to see in a theater. I got to figure out. Maybe I don't know. I, I I don't think I can risk it. It's it's tough because Christopher Nolan's film has to be watched in the theater. Um, but I will say, David, when you eventually do come to Montana, we will have to have like a Christopher Nolan like movie night and watch you know some of those movies in in the theater room because it is. I do love love putting on a Christopher Nolan film just because he knows how to make movies. Is you your is your
2: you projector? Get Rene Russo's outbreak suit.
1: <laughs> there you, go. Yeah. you know what i'm waiting for somebody to take a picture like doing that actually um one of our friends is a teacher in texas and she's wearing that by the way for teaching she has a full ppe suit that she went and bought so that she can teach um and try and you know stay away from the COVID. but that's another topic for another time um yeah. you know what uh david should we should we take a quick break uh and then we will come back with our discussion where we are going to talk about um, how to balance work and play and family um, and just what it means to be a gamer as an older person that has responsibilities.
0: Sure let's we're gonna take a teeny break and then we'll be right back.. Frost,
1: Our main topic here. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of try and moderate and be kind of the middleman because um, we're gonna be talking about kind of you know work life balance, but mostly you know what it looks like to game with a family and and how that yeah. is affected and what happens. And I'm I'm sliding around, I'm moving around, I'll I'm be in the middle. I'm
0: moving Russ but, but, on our video yeah. stream. Russ is gonna be the <laughs> middleman. There you
1: go. I will be the middleman. Russ, literally um, in the middle. So you guys both, you have children, you're both married, you have jobs. I mean, you're both pastors, which again, my wife is a pastor. So I always give kudos to pastors because I know how difficult it is. Um, so what are some things that you guys have seen do in in order to balance, you know, your family, your work, and then, you know, I would call it self-care because even though like you know Shay you don't game obviously we all need self-care in our life David you use gaming as a self-care tool Um, what are ways that you guys are balancing all of that and what is the importance and and meaning of taking those kind of things for yourself as well and let's start with Shay let's let's start with you and and go ahead and see what that looks like well I've
2: learn to love my Kindle because it's a lot easier to read on my phone with my kids than it is to try and and try and sit down with an actual book. Um, especially because I have a three-year-old who thinks everything I'm doing should have her face right in the middle of it. Um, I think finding a balance and finding that time is essential. I got my hair cut today and for 30 minutes that was better than a three hour nap. I think, um, but sleep's also important too. So yeah. And just keeping that balance. Cause I can get lost in a book all day. And I've definitely seen Jeff stay up way too late playing games. I have you guys to thank for that on Monday nights. So. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Your conversations are great. I hear his end of it until like 11 o'clock. Um, but I think it's just making sure you find that balance where you're taking care of your body and your spirit, as well as your family. Cause you can definitely, I know gaming is one of those things can really suck you in. Even if I don't play, I know it can suck you in and then you've been up all night. So.
0: Yeah, I know for me um, it's definitely a uh, balance is important to take an assessment of where you're at. Um, I remember at one point having a conversation actually with my kid about this, he was at school and this kid was like, Oh, I love Fortnite. I'm just super addicted to it. And my son was like, dad, what does addicted mean? And I was like, great conversation started. Like, let's talk about addiction. Um, and so we got into the, to the deep nitty gritty of, you know, the fact that addiction is when something is taking something, uh, taking time, taking energy away from work or education or family, Right. If it's interfering with those things, if you're not able to stop doing it, you know, so, yeah, maybe if you start playing Fortnite and you physically can't put it down and when you're asked to put it down, you get angry, then maybe that is an addiction problem and you need to start talking about it. Um, And we when we started this podcast, we talked about, you know, that maybe one of the places that we could talk to people is to say, you know, hey, if you are struggling to break away from games Then, you know, please seek out some help. Um, We're here to help, you know, to have conversations with people if they need it. Uh, Also seek out professional help from a counselor that can talk you through, you know, what are the deeper reasons why you can't pull away uh, and how to balance that. And I know even for some of the we've got a guy in our group who literally said gaming was a major problem for him. He still loves hanging out and talking to us, but he he got rid of all of his stuff because he said, hey, it was just it was too much. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't put it down. And so I just can't have it around me. Um, but I still like hanging out with other people that like gaming, um, you know, kind of like a, a guy, you know, actually another guy in our group uh, who is sober, right. Has been sober for you know, like 25 years, but he doesn't mind going to the bar, shooting pool, hanging out with the people he would hang out with at the bar, but he just, he needs to not touch the stuff. Um, so, you know, I think addiction's a major part of it uh, to make sure that you, you have the balance to find time Uh, and then I would say the other thing is, is being willing to say, all right, you know, I've got, I've got an hour and I'm going to play games for an hour I'm going to set a timer. I do this for myself all the time. You know, Hey Siri, set a timer. She's probably going to do it now. Um, but you know, that kind of thing to, to set limits for yourself, but also then make time for yourself. If you find yourself, you know, Hey, I've been working, you know, three weeks straight, haven't had a day off, you know, just say, look, I need a few hours to just, find myself again. And so Shay, I love that you, you talked about, you know, just even getting a haircut, um, you know, cause we've had moments definitely for us as parents where we've said, Hey kids, you know, we just need, you know, we need a few minutes here. Cause we've been go, 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 go. And so, you know, why don't you go take the dogs for a walk or, you know, why don't you go do something else? We need some space. We need some time. Um, you know, and then also for them, right. They need time, so finding balance for ourselves, but also finding time for them and finding a balance there to say, yeah, totally play, have fun. I mean, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, there was an article that came out uh, specifically talking about the social benefits of games like Fortnite or things like that, that especially in a pandemic where kids are not hanging out in person, they can be on a voice chat with their friends. But how do you balance that? So um, I wanted to throw a, a question out there, Shay, for you. Uh, Which is, are there any strategies that you've found for how to help your kids, uh, or I guess just the one kid that's gaming, uh, to have a healthy attitude towards gaming, towards balance? Um, Any strategies that you've found, maybe some advice for our listeners that they might be able to use with their kids?
2: Uh, When Ike is, when he's really having a hard time stepping away from it, we make it so he has to earn time playing video games. So I'm like, okay, so for every 15 minutes of video games, you need to read for half an hour or practice your typing for half an hour or you need to do this chore. Um, And we try to keep it so it's not like you have to do 10 chores to play a video game, but so it's kind of the equivalent of what you'd like from your play, work, life, family life balance, you know? Um, Yeah, that's why reading is 30 minutes to his... Fifteen of gaming for him, for me, for me it would be like Shay. You have to game for fifteen minutes so you can read for five. Um, if for the equivalent, but I think that works really well. And the other thing is we're flexible with it, so it's not all the time. It's just when we notice that he's getting so sucked in that he can't put it down, or when he gets mad that we say, okay, let's talk about how to balance this out again
0: yeah yeah for our kid it would definitely be uh if we if we gave him that option of 30 minutes to reading for every 15 minutes of gaming he'd be uh <laughs> probably you know working he'd do 12 hours of reading and then he'd game for six hours and then you know hey,
2: and then sleep and then for relax, six <laughs> exhaustion
0: yeah he'd um, be
1: reading a, like a tale of two cities or some like you know moby dick or
0: some well, he's like, on, i think he's on like the third or fourth aragon book he's oh okay uh, Plowing nice. through those, um,
2: but that was better than Moby Dick. Everything yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we found
0: for us it's it's a you know we've got the essentials right you know like feed the dogs is you know make sure that right. the dogs have food if they don't have food then we're gonna have problems. Um, you know, same thing like as parents, like feed the children, you
2: know, clean,
0: clean the clothing. Right. Well, there was an article. I'd have to go find it. There was an article about parental neglect, uh, from some parents in, uh, some other country who literally they were on some world of Warcraft raid and neglected their kids for like five days. I remember that. Um, a, a really terrible, really tragic. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously the extreme end of the extreme, um, but yeah, for us, know. it's been a matter of what's that
2: read? Said so I don't, I don't neglect the kids. I just try to like read and cook at the same time and zest my thumb into <laughs> dinner.
0: That's right. Yeah. I forgot you zested your thumb. Would not yeah. recommend zero stars.
2: Yeah, it good though. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe all our food just needs a little more meat.
0: Nice. Oh, oh
1: that's. We need we yeah. need a soundboard for this podcast, so you can throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: cannibalism! Oh, man. Ooh. So I'm sure um, there's a game for that.
0: Yeah. So for us, um, it was really a, a matter of making sure that the essentials are done, and then we've got some chores that have to be done every day. And once those are done, you know, if if chores and homework are done, then you can do that. Um, I think both of these strategies are neat in that they really mirror kind of what the real world provides us. Um, you know, if you want to go play with your friends, you have to go to work first, right? You have to, you have to earn money before you can spend money on games. You probably have to pay rent before you can spend money on games. Um, you know, pay your mortgage before you can buy a boat, those kind of things. Um, so, you know, I think it's good that we're teaching the kids those skills. Um, I would just most of any, more than anything, I want to invite a conversation. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there for anybody listening, jump on our Facebook community, start a conversation. I would love to us to have a, a whole longer conversation with more parents of gamers uh, or parents who are balancing their own gaming with parenting um, about how to find that balance. Um, I would love to hear more strategies from everybody else. Um, yep. Russ, do you have any other questions for us?
1: i think i'm good also i mean feel free in the comments on youtube um throw those out there we, we monitor those as well um, we can always use that as well for a conversation obviously our facebook group is a great um, opportunity for bigger discussions and who knows maybe we'll do uh, a discord conversation about this with some of the guys um, on our monday night discord hangouts if you guys want to uh, come check that out um but i
0: think that's it for
1: me uh i okay. got
0: I've got one other thing I just thought of. Yeah. Um, yes. Which is that uh, I wanted to throw out the reference to the article that came out of a study that came out of London a couple of years back about gaming and kids. Uh, and, you know, especially I've talked about it before on the podcast, I think. Um, but when we as parents think about gaming, right, and we think about screen time um so often it's gotten thrown into the the same kind of way we talk about like alcoholic drinks or about calories it's very much just like a how much is too much here's the number stay below the number uh and so for a while it was like you know pediatricians recommend no more than 2 hours of screen time above a certain age or no screen time for a certain age um well now of course you know post pandemic world it's like you know okay no more than 2 hours <laughs> okay. of screen time but timmy you're going to be on zoom for the next 8 hours to learn math um so all of those walls are getting broken down but this study that came out of london really talked about the quality of the screen time and how it's being used and so i would encourage you know parents consider how the screen time is being used Is it a time for your kid to learn about a cool world? Um, You know, I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I found out about Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey discovery mode, which is literally like I can hand over the controller to my kid. It's rated 10 and up uh, or 10 and under. I I don't know. T E E 10 plus whatever that is. Um, And you know, he can take it and go wander through ancient Egypt or he can wander through ancient Greece and learn about all these things. Playing a character that's kind of like the Assassin's Creed Odyssey character or the Assassin's Creed Origins character. And we can talk about it and say, yeah, did you go visit the pyramids? Tell me about it. Tell me what you learned. Um, So, you know, there's that. The other thing I would say is, you know, like Jeff was talking about uh, being able to use the Xbox to test out the games. Parents, if you're able to play the games that your kids are playing, how much cooler is it going to be when they come to you and say, oh, my gosh, I just beat this level 10 boss. And you're like, oh, my gosh, did you see this other thing? They're going to love that interaction. You're going to have a better parent kid interaction than if it's just like, "Okay, Timmy, go play video games. Um, And then the last thing I'll just say before I was the last thing I'll just say is, you know, consider the difference in screen time between saying, you know, I need a break. Here's an iPad. Go away for five hours versus. Hey, let's have a family. wee bowling night,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Both screens, totally different qualities.
2: Right. I was going to say, that's one way Jeff balances it is he and Isaac play together, talk about the games. Um, he's played everything Isaac does. So he totally, they help each other through the levels. Isaac gets to celebrate when he can pass a part of the level that Jeff hasn't yet. Um, <laughs> that makes them really happy. Nice. But that, that chain like that works into the work life parent balance and so it's a new way to connect with your kids and parent with your kids while also fueling something you love. Which is great.
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah, I I think that's awesome. And and I mean to piggyback on that too David what you were saying, I think I think it's very important to for parents if your kids are showing interest in games, you know, game with them, um, it's very very important because again, I can't state enough you should know what your kid is playing um you know I think I think plenty of parents don't do that and they just kind of let them game and that's their thing and they it's their hobby and I'll get them a game to keep them quiet um but you know having worked at like Best Buy in college and have a mom you know drop Grand Theft Auto in front of me for her eight-year-old son who's there and I'm like
2: no
1: um ma'am ma'am like uh, just so you know okay. this game is not for kids like are you still fine with buying this for your eight-year-old child and they're like oh yeah yeah sure he's you know he he, he plays these types of stuff all the time and i'm just like no nah, not okay but that's that's it's more of the conversation it's just be involved with your kids and it's not just gaming so don't blame gaming either because there's plenty of other yeah. ways you know now kids have cell phones um you know books hey Let's let's have a real you know come to Jesus moment right now. Uh, the Bible is not like you know the cleanest thing in the world. Just FYI, people, um, I've gotten several people that have gotten upset with me when I bring up like or or we do a study with kids and it just so happens it brings up a verse that talks about you know whatever, whether it's you know Song of Songs or,
0: um, well, uh, yeah, there's just there's a lot.
2: Let's talk about Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, I,
0: we bought we bought our son the Brick Bible, which is uh, the Bible in Legos, and it is it's great. Go look at the reviews online on Amazon of the Brick Bible, <laughs> because a bunch of people love it, and a bunch of people are like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrible! It's violent. It, you know, there's blood. There's there's circumcision. You know, this is nothing like the real Bible." And I'm like, "Well, have you read, read the, the Re- real? Bible? Bible? You know, like there are parts in there." And their
2: entire book's just about circumcision,
0: right? And so, you know, to <laughs> say, okay, if nothing else, right, if you're if you're not okay exposing your kid to that, then don't expose your kid to that. Uh, in which case, also probably don't expose them to all of Scripture. Um, but then the other thing is to say, that's a talking point, right? You as a parent can yeah. have a talking point. Let's talk about why did those people go kill those people what right. what were they worrying over why were they mad what do you do with anger you know I'm, I'm hearing like the the mr rogers voice you know what do you do when you're mad um have those conversations <laughs> Daniel
2: tiger song that goes with it Uh yeah. yes
0: david can
1: you please sing that right now no <laughs> well because that's time of it, <laughs> uh, yes speaking of which, um shay thank you for joining us um what We'll, we'll let you go ahead and plug uh, anything that you've got going on, um, whether you're doing other things online, anything like that. What, what do you have going on that people can, can check we're out? We're
2: doing some awesome things on our mgthorton.org um, and our Facebook page for Mission Gathering in Thornton. We're doing some incredible news ways of worshiping. One of them is a podcast we just released that I'm doing called The Book Nook with Pastor Shay um, where I read popular kids books and then talk about where you can find God in those kids books and in their lives. And we've connected it to subscription boxes too. So you can order a subscription box for your kid that connects to the podcast that has activities. So it's a whole new way to do children's worship during the time of COVID. Um, and our our lead pastor uh reverend lauren um richmond has his podcast future christian that talks about how christians are exploring and changing and how the just the field of mainline and progressive christianity is changing so.
1: awesome very cool. well make sure you guys check all of that out and of course we got the wonderful plugs at the end but speaking of which real quick before i forget David, you brought up Assassin's Creed but wait, Odyssey and Origins, which more. is great because guess what, guys? We're giving away a copy of Assassin's Creed Origins on Uplay for PC. Okay, So Uplay account PC, you get Assassin's Creed Origins. All you got to do is head over to one of our social media accounts and we have listed a link to sign up for a gleam account and then using gleam you just check out all our social media um, pages while you're logged into gleam and you get entries every time you you look at our facebook you follow us on twitch you subscribe on youtube you follow us on twitter you check out our instagram all of that tons of people have already entered We're we're gonna have it's two weeks worth of this um giveaway so make sure you guys go check that out uh our facebook page uh david throw out the facebook page because i always yep. forget so we got, we'll it. We got your a well.
0: facebook page which is facebook.com slash crossfire faith gaming okay go to facebook you search for crossfire faith in gaming or you look up crossfire faith gaming and you'll find us there the facebook group which is under the page is facebook.com slash groups slash x f u m c that's x for cross f for faith uh and then umc XFUMC. On Facebook groups. So,
1: and hopefully, eventually, we will have a website. You can just go there and get all of this. But for now, when I go to all done. these other places. Check out our Twitch. uh, Search this Crossfire Podcast on Twitch. Our Twitter handle is Church for Gamers. Um, Follow us everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest news. Interact with us. um, Come hang out. We're going to be doing we do our Twitch streams usually at least minimum Thursday nights, uh, potentially more nights as we go along here. We got to get our schedules set because we are all working, wonderful individuals. Um, but we have so many ways for you to interact with us and we appreciate our wonderful community and our wonderful group of people, um, that hang out with us all the time in different ways. And it's just been awesome to see and awesome to be, to be a part of, uh, so we do appreciate everybody and our fans and we appreciate Shay for coming on and talking about family stuff. Um, and, and, and just hanging out with us weird, uh, weird people, Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, David, any last words for our wonderful viewers and listeners
0: out there? Nope. All I got to say is thanks. <laughs> uh, have a good one. Be safe. Okay. And uh, in a second, enjoy our wonderful Crossfire theme provided by uh, DJ 8 Bit Mullet and the original Crossfire board game. Here we go.
1: Good night, guys. Crossfire.